0: Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This
1: is Growing in Grace. And welcome again, it's Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski, Mike Kapler is with me. Getting into some pretty interesting things this week, Cap. I really do hope that this will be an encouragement for some people. What we're sort of going to get into today, you know you read through the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Cap, those books are known as the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But there's some stuff that are written and said in these Gospels that aren't necessarily gospel- (laughs) And it sounds kind of like uh, an oxymoron there, but we'll, we'll explain what we're saying here. But we ended up last uh, time saying that there are some things, even written in the Bible, that get Christians off track, off course of their true identity in Christ. They kind of trip people up when it comes to understanding who they are in Christ. Cap, you said something that is blasphemy, I think. Uh, you said that even the words of Jesus will mess people up in regards to understanding their identity in him. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I'm, I'm really uh, looking forward to, <laughs> to, uh, to uh, looking at some of this stuff this week. Yep. Joel, if I didn't know you better, that <laughs> sounded like nervous laughter to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, so I don't think we're walking on eggshells with, with our listening audience when we uh, say the things that we say, but I know that there are people out there who uh, you know don't necessarily like what we're saying, but we're just gonna say uh, what we believe the Bible says, and we hope again that it'll be encouragement for people. <laughs> well, look, when you're teaching pure grace, the religious
0: community is gonna get upset about it, and if they're not, then you're probably not teaching pure grace. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about some things today, Joel. The first time I began to hear about this that we're gonna talk about today, and and when I first began to understand it. It completely changed my mindset about how I read the Bible, so this program, and maybe the next program or two going to be very interesting talking about some things that Jesus said that people have misunderstood, and I guess I'll start out by saying something i've I've heard uh, uh one of my heroes that we talk about a lot, I guess on the show uh steve mcveigh he he said something that is absolutely true and right away it's gonna blow some minds out there but I'm asking you to stick with us and listen carefully for the next couple of programs or so. See we're gonna be talking about something in the book of Matthew here today referred to as the Sermon on the Mount and when we're interpreting New Testament scriptures we need to consider when Jesus was speaking to whom he was speaking and what he was doing. Contrary to what some have taught not everything Jesus said is to apply to you personally. Remember Jesus was a prophet operating under the old covenant. Now I know we have an Old Testament and a New Testament but the new covenant wasn't really ratified until the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The new covenant was not in effect while Jesus was a man walking the earth. So keep that in mind and some things that we're gonna go through here today I think will hopefully help you begin to see some things in, in a different light that you hadn't seen before
1: yeah and just as a little bit of background of a little bit of extra background I love I've mentioned before how I love the writings of Paul and I'm so glad that God sent Paul out there to preach the gospel because this is, has helped me understand some things as well and real briefly Paul said in, in the book of Romans the purpose of the law was to stop mouths was to stop people's mouths and to make the world guilty before God and so the law had a purpose now we go back and listen to some of our recent programs where we've talked about the law I won't go through all of that here but the law's purpose wasn't for us to find a way to live morally the law's purpose was to kill us to make us guilty so that we would come to faith, so that we would come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, the resurrected Jesus, that is. So we look at what Paul said in Romans, the purpose of the law, it was the ministry of death, it was the ministry of condemnation, and it had a reason for that. Again, it was so that we would die and that we would be resurrected again being alive to God, not through law, but through faith, and through the life of Jesus Christ that's sent us. And so that helps me to understand some of the stuff that we're going to talk about today. Jesus Christ, Paul says in the book of Galatians, came as a man who was born of a woman, born under the law. So let's get that straight about Jesus. He was born under the law, and he came, believe it or not, ministering the law to people. That's very uh, shocking to some people who've come to understand grace, but we've got to explain that to people who might think, yeah, yeah, that's right, we're supposed to live by law, because no, that's not why Jesus taught law, not for us to live by, but for the very purpose that God gave the law, and that was to stop mouths (laughs) to make the world guilty before God. And so with that, with that little background, we'll get into, or we're going to look at, like you said, the Sermon on the Mount and some things that Jesus said there. And I know uh, this might be confusing for some, but please follow us through on this, and I think it'll make a lot more sense as we move along. It's, it's a life changer. So let's get
0: into the Sermon on the Mount. Again, contrary to popular belief, remember this now, Jesus, through these passages, is not providing a new teaching on how to live the Christian life like a lot of people think. He is teaching the law in a way the Jews had never heard it before. He was teaching the law revealed, if you will. Uh, he reveals what is really required for those who would seek God's acceptance through trying to keep the law and commandments or by trying to please God by their own works. So we'll start out with Matthew 5.17. The Bible says, "Do not," Je-, and Jesus talking here, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy but to fulfill. For assuredly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Quick time out here, Joel. Uh, (laughs) First of all, Jesus came, uh, had had mentioned that uh, he did not come to destroy the law or the prophets, but to fulfill. Jesus Christ, as a man, was the only person to ever fulfill the law, and he did that.
1: Yeah, and, and as we take a look at some other scriptures, what, again, uh, what has been revealed to us in the New Testament epistles that Paul wrote, just real briefly again, we look at the uh, Colossians, where Paul says that the uh, law was nailed to the cross with Christ, and we look to um, Hebrews that says that that old covenant, which included the law, has been made obsolete. And so, as uh, as we're looking at these verses in in Matthew 5, uh, 17 and 18, where Jesus said, I, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Well, guess what? Jesus did fulfill the law. But again, it wasn't until his death uh, that this new covenant came into effect, and uh, where the The law was nailed to the cross with him, and uh, everything beforehand became obsolete. And so, as we're reading through this, Jesus is talking about a future time when uh, all will be fulfilled. And that, of course, would be at his death and, again, with his resurrection. So, as he's talking in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, again, what's known as the Sermon on the Mount, he's leading up to the cross, but he's, he's talking to people who are under the law still, and so we got to keep that in mind.
0: Well, that's an important thing to remember, because remember, I mean, here are these Jewish people here who the law had been such a big part of their life, and they're looking for even more answers uh, from the Messiah. And here Jesus comes, not to teach a new way to live the Christian life, but to show these people in these next few chapters that you can't keep the law. And and you you can't live up to what what it demands. That's what the message that Jesus is going to try to get across here in the next few chapters, and he really strikes a chord right away here. We just we mentioned that about how he came uh, not to destroy the law but to fulfill it, which he did, and then he says that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, wow. right away, he had the attention of these Jewish people because, they, I mean, how, how much higher could you get than the Pharisees and the way that they lived out the law and lived out their, their life uh, attached to the law? And so right away, they were like, What? What did he say? My righteousness has to exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees? Right away, he was blowing their minds, and he continued to do so uh, as we move on. And so Jesus begins to go through, again, some people think he's talking about a new way to live the Christian life, but Jesus begins to go through, in a very revealing manner, what the law really demands from people, and, and over the next few chapters, even just in Matthew chapter 5, he, he starts talking about some things that the, that the law demands, and, and, that, uh, and that if you really want to try to uh, get right with God and enter the kingdom of heaven, then here's what you're going to have to do if you're going to try to go down the road of the law. So, some examples here, Joel, Matthew 5, and 22. Being angry with someone is the same as murder and you'll be in danger of judgment. Can you imagine that? You say it's wrong to murder. I say even if you're angry with someone, it's the same thing. Uh, Calling someone a fool can put you in danger of hellfire. Have you ever called somebody a name before? (laughs) I mentioned before how I'm on the road sometimes. Yeah, road rage. Jerk. (laughs) Just calling somebody a fool, Jesus said, can put you in hell. Again, according to uh, the law. Matthew 5:27 and 28 looking at someone with lust or the wrong desire commits adultery. We know it's wrong to commit adultery. Jesus said even looking at someone with the wrong intent is the same thing as actually committing adultery. Another one that kind of pops out at me here Joel is in Matthew 5:29 and 30. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you, for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. I find it interesting, out of all the things Jesus talks about in these chapters, that this one we seem to skip over.
1: <laughs> yep, it's true. I mean, I look around and I, I see most Christians uh, still got both their eyes and <laughs> still got both of their hands. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, if we,
0: but if we take what he's teaching in these chapters literally... Um, why do we skip over that one? I wonder. Exactly,
1: and that's—I think that's—that's uh, that's good. We will definitely pick up on this next week because you look at all these things, and, and if, if people really do look at Matthew five, six, and seven, the Sermon on the Mount, as stuff as a new way for Christians to live, Jesus is is giving some practical ways for Christians to live their lives uh, under grace. I mean, even those who would say that that uh, we need grace to do this. Hello. Look at some of these things, and as I've heard some people say before, you know, you think the Ten Commandments is hard to live by? Take a read through Matthew 5, 6, and 7, <laughs> the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, just take a look through some of that and and tell me that that's any easier uh, than following the Ten Commandments. And again, the purpose in all this, uh, you know, what you and I are gleaning from all of this is that Jesus is teaching the law, and not just the Ten Commandments, but he's going into what the real purpose of the law is. And if you're going to follow the law, if you're going to consider yourself just according to the, the things that you do, here, here's what it's really about. Take a look at some of this stuff. And really the purpose is to hopefully get people to come to the end of themselves. And so they will turn away from trying to do all of this stuff and instead turn to faith in jesus christ in the end that's what it's really all about and and joel next
0: week uh you know by the time jesus was done with this sermon he was just hoping somebody would stand up and make a statement and next week we'll talk about what it was that statement might have been but nobody did but we'll talk about that next week this has been growing in grace with mike kapler and joel heard weekly on GraceWalk Internet Radio and other online sources around the world. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.